It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The 2020 season did not quite go as planned for Reds fans as the playoffs ended abruptly in the wild card round. Now the Reds are left to pick up the pieces during the offseason and fix a lineup that was the worst in Major League Baseball. How are they going to do it? What are they going to do? Rumors, transactions, news, all here on the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Let's go. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. On today's show, I mentioned on yesterday's podcast, I talk about the next step that the Reds need to take to kind of get everybody excited about 2021, especially after the moves of subtraction that they've had so far this offseason. We're going to get to that a little bit later on in today's show because I want to spend the bulk of today's show talking about what David Bell said. David Bell met with the media, virtually, the wonderful Zoom interviews, uh, yesterday and had quite a bit to say, and I have quite a bit to unpack from what he said. Absolutely uh, great interview. We're not talking about the typical post-game interview that you get from David Bell where he half mumbles everything, his uh, Bill Belichick impersonation or whatever have you on that. 
but he had a lot of good things to say, lots of interesting things. And the first thing that I want to get to is the first question that was asked. They asked him about the subtractions and how do you feel about the team moving into 2021. And it was telling because he mentioned the core. And I tweeted this out on the Locked On Reds account, got a couple of responses. But I, I want to hear from you. Who do you think the core of the Reds are? The players that form the core of the team. Like, obviously, you look at Eugenio Suarez. He's the first guy on that list. And then you look at Luis Castillo as well. Some people are putting Sonny Gray in there. It's interesting that we're hearing rumors about a guy that we think is the core. And I don't dispute that. I think Sonny Gray should be a part of the core. And I believe that if you were to ask David Bell, which I thought was strange because he mentioned the core and nobody followed up with who he thinks. Now, maybe they think that he would have given them an on-answer, so they just avoided that question to begin with. But I would have at least followed up with a question to see what his thoughts are on that. Because he mentioned it several times during this interview. This was not a one-off sort of thing. Because any time a reporter brought up the question of, what does the direction look like to you? What does 2021 look like to you after these subtractions? He referred back to the core. He's confident in the core of this team. So obviously he's confident in Eugenio Suarez. He's confident in Luis Castillo. Uh, Would you put... Nick Senzel in there? I mean, Nick Senzel is constantly in trade talks. He was the promised prospect, and he's kind of had some bad luck with injuries. Is he part of the core? Do you look at Mike Mostakis, a guy who just got here and kind of dealt with some injuries and stuff and COVID and all that different stuff last season? Do you look at Nick Castellanos, who just got here as part of the core? Joey Votto is probably de facto part of the core because of the no-trade clause because he's been here for his entire career, but who is he confident in? And, and you know, there's, there's some guys to be confident in, but when we were looking at this roster, you think, okay, the core is probably these couple of guys, but who are we looking at? Are we looking at five guys? Are we looking at six guys? How many are we looking at? For a baseball team, you probably want it to be around five or six guys, so who are we talking about? I want to know from you, who do you think the core is? Hit me up on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs at Locked On Reds or on the Locked On Reds line at 513-549-0159. That'll be a theme for us the rest of this week and maybe into next week as well. Who is the core of the Reds? Because that's the people that you're building around. That's the people that you look at and you say, these are the guys that are going to help bring us the championship. Now we need to support them. Now we need to add around them. Because the fact that they're already subtracting a little bit, and we keep hearing rumors about more subtractions, possibly of a guy that we would name as a core player on this team, what are we looking at here? And don't get me wrong, I'm not being critical of that idea. I'm happy that he is confident in the core of the team. I just want to know what that is. And then also some things that he said, like kind of playing off the whole core idea. One thing, and I've, I've been critical of David Bell and kind of being the fact that I don't really know how I feel about him, whether it's positive, negative, whether I want him to stay, want him to go, that sort of thing. I'll tell you one thing that he's really good at. One thing that is evident to me when I watch the Reds, when I watch David Bell and hear what he says and things like that, 
he is very good at listening. And I'm not just saying listening to people, listening to fans. The the people that he needs to be listening to, as much as I love Red's country, are not the fans. They are his coaches, his experts, the guys in the locker room, the guys in the front office. He's fantastic at doing that. He's fantastic at listening to the data, at looking at what the data is saying and distilling that information. And I think he's fantastic at listening to his players. You always talk you always hear players talking about how they enjoy playing under him as a manager and I don't necessarily know that you know that that's the right term but you know having him as their manager on the field they enjoy that so I think that he is very good based on the evidence at listening now whether or not that always translates to a good decision we can debate that because he does make some bad decisions but I think that he at least listens to the data and I think that's part of where he has his confidence in the core of this team. And they asked, you know, with the subtractions and stuff, the bullpen, Rysel Iglesias, Archie Bradley gone. Uh, they asked him what he thinks of the closer role, who's going to fill that, what's the rotation look like, all that stuff. David Bell said the thing that all managers should say at this point in December, unless they just have an all-star team, and that is there is no defined bullpen roles and the rotation is not set. You can pretty much pencil in Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, and Tyler Malley so long as they're all on this roster in the starting rotation. You can pencil in at the end of games in some capacity Amir Garrett and Lucas Sims for sure. Beyond that, it's kind of an open door, kind of a uh, mixed bag of options and he said that they are still confident in their formula their bullpen system that yes there are some changes you've got Jeff Hoffman and Noe Ramirez where there was once Archie Bradley and Rysel Iglesias but he is confident in their system being successful in 2021 so we'll see exactly what that means obviously early on in 2020 the system wasn't very successful because the bullpen was killing them in games. But then later on in the year, it started to churn. It started to work. So maybe that was just a product of the hiatus and they had to get warm. Maybe if they can have a normal progression of season where they go from spring training to spring training games to regular season games, they'll be ready to go for 2021. We'll, we'll see how that all works because also any good bullpen system is derailed if you've got guys like Kevin Gregg and Gary Majeski and all so many names that we can think of of years past there in the bullpen. I, I just uh, Hopefully they're not trying to staff a bullpen full of Nate Joneses and Zach Dukes. You know, no disrespect to those guys, but they didn't pitch very well. So hopefully uh, they can form their system around the new guys successfully, I might add. You need to have some success. There's still more that he said that I want to get to here. But first, speaking of the whole bullpen idea, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. Nick Kroll was speaking with Jim Duquette and the MLB radio crew, and he had this to say. He said, we're looking for bullpen help now after having lost Archie Bradley and Rysel Iglesias, and they're looking to add to the bullpen of Amir Garrett and Lucas Sims. Mm -hmm. You had some guys 
Uh, and you got rid of him. Now, obviously, not blaming Nick Crawl for that. He was told by folks up above him that he had to cut payroll. And I'm sure that they didn't really make that a descript way. They didn't say, you got to get rid of these specific guys. They just probably gave him a number that they had to get rid of. And that was one thing that some folks had mentioned after the Rice Iglesias trade that, hey, maybe trading Rice Iglesias keeps them from having to trade Sonny Gray. And I could see that. I mean, they, they probably told him, you know, get rid of 15 million or 20 million or whatever it was. And Sonny Gray would have formed a big chunk of that. So that was probably at least something they were listening to. And that's why you got those reports and those rumors. But then they were able to make some moves by non-tendering and trading some other guys from the bullpen. But it's just annoying that that has to happen. Because one thing that David Bell said in his interview is the only goal is to take a step forward next year. Okay. If that's the goal and you're being told, if you're Nick Crawl, that you have to cut payroll, boy, that's a tall task. You got to get cheaper and get better. If it was easy, every team in the Major League Baseball would be doing it. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Along the lines of the pitching situation and also looking back on 2020, David Bell mentioned more than a couple of times that it's really hard and they're almost not necessarily basing a whole lot on the statistics that we saw from 2020. He's kind of taking in the whole picture. He feels as though the sample size of two months is completely unfair to judge how he's going to run a team for six months in 2021. Now, obviously, he's like, yeah, they are what they are, but I'm kind of taking them with a grain of salt. And he was asked as well, based on that short season, what's the rotation going to look like? Because are we really going to put the pressure on just five starters after only having two months to pitch and now coming back out and having a full season? Because normally you have a groove. You've got guys in a rhythm of pitching a whole year, You know, assuming that they were healthy that entire season and then coming back and pitching a whole year. But now you've broken that up. You've only given them a handful of starts. I mean, Trevor Bauer only made 11 starts last year, which is, in most cases, a third of what a healthy starter would do in a year. So how's that all going to play out? He is confident, though, in the way that the pitchers stayed ready during the hiatus in 2020, between spring training and the restart in late July, he felt as though the Reds did a very good job of keeping all of their pitchers ready, and he thinks that based on that work, they're going to be fine in 2021. 
Although I, I, I feel as though they, at least from a front office perspective and Nick Crawl, they should be ready for depth in the starting rotation. Not to say that I'm expecting guys to get hurt, but Lord knows that you cannot enter 2021 thinking that having only five or six starters and they're going to pitch all season is just uh, that that would be a foolhardy strategy in any season, but especially following a shortened 2020 and who knows what 2021 might be a little weird too. We'll, we'll have to see about that. Something that's totally off topic of the pitching, but I found very interesting were his thoughts on Jose Garcia. He again mentioned the small sample size and how it's not totally fair to judge his batting ability. Now he knew, and they all agreed that whenever they were calling him up to play shortstop, they all felt as though they were rushing him, that they weren't blind to that thought process. But at the same token, he mentioned even though his stats aren't great and he didn't look good at the plate for the tiny amount of at bats that he had, he was still impressed with the way that Jose Garcia handled the struggles. He was impressed with how he handled from an off-field perspective, and he feels as though Jose Garcia may not necessarily need another year in the minors. David Bell thinks he's closer to being the everyday shortstop than I think most of us do. So, with that in mind, if if they're all working in tandem, as it's been reported with Dick Williams in the past couple of years, that the organization is aligned in its thinking and everybody's working together with that, I imagine that that's not far from the philosophy that the front office has. So we may only be looking at a shortstop for 2021. They may at most sign a guy for two years, or maybe they make a trade for one year. And that's kind of where I follow up on the whole idea of what is the first thing that the Reds need to do. They have to go get a shortstop. I believe that the best course of action would be to sign Marcus Simeon or Didi Gregorius or something like that because then all you're giving up is money. You're, you're not giving up prospects. You're not trading guys that could be important to the future for a guy that may only be here for one year, which is the case for all of Francisco Lindor, Trevor Story, and Carlos Correa. Now, don't get me wrong, those guys are very talented, and you could probably argue that they might be more talented than the guys on the free agent market, but I don't think it's that big of a gap. And I think that, at least with Marcus Simeon, you could see them signing him for a two-year deal at around 9 to $10 million per, and I think that that is well within their wheelhouse of being able to add somebody, and that definitely puts them right back in the contention conversation from the get-go. So if you're asking me the first thing that they should do, they should have done it yesterday, they should do it today, hopefully they do it tomorrow, or very, very soon at least, sign Marcus Simeon. That is what I think is the first step toward getting us all back into the rhythm of saying, all right, this team is fine, they really were just repurposing money, because if they go out and they trade Sonny Gray for prospects, I think it's time to start looking at what this team's going to be doing over the next couple of years, because they're not going for it in 2021. I've got more thoughts on that, we'll expound on that as the rest of the week goes, but before we end, I wanted to look at a couple of things that David Bell said about a couple of players, and these are just going to be quick hits. I'm not going to go too in-depth on what I'm thinking about because, again, this will be stuff that I expound upon in the coming episodes, but 
The first one was Shogo, and uh, he was asked, what does Shogo have to do to not be stuck in a platoon in 2021? And he kind of started off that answer by saying he just needs to get comfortable. He needs to be himself. He needs to be comfortable with what he's doing at the plate. But he also had this. He said, quote, as our team stands right now, he's going to play a lot. And if you've heard David Bell talk over the last couple of seasons, when he says he's going to play a lot, that means that there's still probably a platoon going on, at least at the beginning of 2021. So we'll, we'll keep uh, analyzing that as the offseason goes and looking at it as the season begins here in just a couple months, hopefully. Just a couple months. 74 days as of this recording for the first spring training game. And again, that's what the calendar says right now. It could change. We'll, we'll have to see how that all goes. Another interesting note, he was asked about Aquino, and he says that Aquino is still definitely part of the main group of outfielders. They still consider him a part of the main rotation. Now, he's probably the fifth or sixth guy, so I don't necessarily know, depending on what roster sizes look like in 2021, does that mean he begins the year in the major leagues or in AAA, but he's, they are still operating as though Aquino is part of their plan in the outfield. And then he was also asked about Tyler Stevenson, and I just love this. He said, quote, Tyler, he's ready. Now, what that exactly means and what that feels like, I guess we'll figure out during spring training and the beginning of the season, but obviously he's going to be on this team and he's going to be part of the catcher rotation. He also looked at Nick Senzel. People, C-Trent asked him about how Nick Senzel looks, and he said, Nick Senzel is healthy. And I, you know, I put the caveat as of December 14th, 2020, but he did have this to say. He said, quote, his luck is going to turn around and he's going to stay healthy. So not only are all of us fans looking at Nixon Zell as an unlucky guy rather than an injury prone guy, so are the guys in the organization. So is David Bell. So is the front office. So they're all very well aware. And he even iterated something that I have said is that the only goal for him in 2021 is to be healthy. Because if he's healthy and he's out there, he's going to perform. And he said, as of right now, Nick Senzel is healthy. And then one last thing, too. He was asked about Michael Lorenzen. If, if Michael Lorenzen were to make it into the rotation, what does that mean for him as far as playing in the outfield and being a pinch hitter? And David Bell actually kind of admitted that if he were to make the rotation and if that were to be the best fit for the team beginning 2021, then that would actually make it a little bit easier to use him as a pinch hitter and maybe even as a defensive replacement in the outfield during his off days. And that makes sense because when you're a reliever, you could be used in a moment's notice. If you're a starter, you're pitching once every five days. So those other four days are going to be easy to determine whether or not you can use him as a pinch hitter. And we could see that happen more if he does make the rotation. So that'll be interesting to monitor. But those were just some notes on some players from David Bell and from his conversation with the media. But overall, my biggest question coming out of this interview was, who is the core of the Reds? He said it multiple times, and I can pick about – Probably, uh, let's say, three players for sure that I see as the core of the Reds. I want to hear from you who else gets added onto this list because right now I'm looking at Eugenio Suarez, Joey Votto, and Luis Castillo. 
Who else is on that list? Let me know at Jeff Carr with three F's on Twitter or at Locked On Reds and on the Locked On Reds line as well, 513-549-0159. But that's going to do it for us here today. Just looking at what David Bell had to say and kind of breaking that down and giving you – if the Reds signed Marcus Simeon today, my entire demeanor, my aura, my, my fan heart – gets rejuvenated that would be like putting the paddles to my fan heart and get me right back to where I'm thinking this team is going to the playoffs because nobody else in the NL Central is doing anything in fact everybody else in the NL Central is basically doing what the Reds have done subtracting nobody's adding yet nobody's adding significant pieces yet so if the Reds can get on that train and get going right now you're going to be looking at a team that's right where we want them to be but they got to start moving and they got to start adding and stop subtracting. And on the next podcast, we're going to expound on this core idea. So get your takes in on Twitter and on the Lockdown Reds line because I'm going to be expounding on this. We're going to start with the guy who is at the top. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll look at it as like a Mount Rushmore, although Mount Rushmore only had four faces. So, you know, we need five or six here. So maybe not Mount Rushmore, but whatever. We're looking at the core of the Reds, and I'm going to start by looking in-depth at Eugenio Suarez's 2020. We're going to take a look. I mean, he had a bad batting average. Let's look at that first, but we'll also talk about everything else as well. That's on the next Locked On Reds podcast. You're not going to want to miss it. Make sure the way that you don't miss it is to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. But that's going to do it for me here today. Make sure you check out the Locked On NBA season preview. Lots going on right now as we are nearing tip-off for the NBA. I'm checking out Locked On Pacers every single day. Can't wait to see the Pacers back on the court. And Locked On's got you covered for your favorite team as well. Check them out at Locked On NBA. You can subscribe to them wherever you get your podcasts. And speaking of cross-promotion, check out Locked On Indians. They're covering what's going on with the whole idea of their name change. Are they changing their name? When are they changing their name? Is the Battle of Ohio going to be between the Reds and the Cleveland something or others? Who knows? Locked On Indian knows. Check them out at Locked On Indians, wherever you get your podcasts. But that's going to do it for us here today. Thanks so much for listening, and I will talk to every single one of you tomorrow. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.